When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. I'm back after being gone for a week. If you haven't joined the uh, giveaway for the Astros dugout mug, be sure to send that email to Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. So joining me today, post game to talk about the Astros and National Series uh, from uh, 103.7. The game in Lafayette, Louisiana, and 104.1 in Lake Charles, the host of Under the Dome, Clint Domain. Clint, thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you letting me come on the show, man. I know I've had you on a couple times. It's always great to talk Astros, especially after getting a series win, getting two out of three over the Nationals, and being winners of 12 of your last 13. It's, it's, It's a great time to be an Astros fan. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, we had that 11-game winning streak, and then uh, we'll get into it later, but Saturday. Woo. Don't remind me. I, I So, full disclosure, on the show, I actually do a segment where I break down my five favorite picks to click for the weekend, and I had yesterday's game marked down as a win for the Astros, took the money line, and that was one of probably the many legs that fell apart <laughs> last night. I was like, this was not a good decision. Yeah, let's start with Friday. We'll get into – there's not really much to talk about Saturday. I mean, but Friday, yeah. Altuve, first pitch, leadoff home run. He's back, and he did it again today. So that's pretty – I don't he – didn't, he didn't have a leadoff, but he had another home run. But, I mean, we were up 5-0 to zero after the first inning. Altuve had a home run. Bregman uh, drove in Brantley. Alvarez drove one in. Yuli Gurriel who had an amazing series, pretty much the player of the game or the player of the series, if you want to call that. Usually it's player of the game or player of the week, so that's kind of weird to say player of the series. But the Astros were up 5-0, to zero, and Yuli Gurriel 
was hitting 198 entering the national series. What do you, what do you think about Yuli Gurriel and what, what do you think happened? I just think sometimes you just have that, those slumps. We see it. We saw it with Jose Altuve not too long ago where he had those moments where he was just like struggling in the earlier part of the season. You said he's back. He had that big solo shot in game one. Yuli Gurriel bounced back really nicely earlier today. I know we'll get to Sunday's matchup probably later on, but he's taken a, that was a huge step in the right direction for him. It's a huge kind of boost to kind of see him. But again, Yuli Gurriel, not necessarily a great stretch, but I think things are going to get better for him. And then again, it's like they kind of have to because you've lost one of your key cogs in that starting nine so far this season in Jeremy Pena. He's out with that knee injury. He's listed as day to day. But when you see that trade they made with Michael Papierski going over to the San Francisco Giants, it's starting to kind of show their hand a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pena's out for at least, let's say, 60 days. That's the optimistic POV. Obviously, we've seen the Astros kind of run into some issues with knee injuries in the past, namely Jordan Alvarez is the first name I think about. But when you lose somebody who's such an impact player like that, you absolutely need to have something else in place. And if Yuli Gurriel is starting to kind of get everything going, it's going to help out this team tremendously. And also it would help to kind of get some hits from the catcher position as well. Cause you've been seeing a big old nothing burger from that side. Yeah. He had a home run today, but going back to Yuli Gurriel, like I said, 198 going into this series and he's bumped it up to a respectable 248. Hey, I just, you know, I just had to check my phone on that. But uh, Jordan had a solo home run, 6-0, to zero, and the Nats got a little cheap force-out run in the seventh to ruin the shutout. But Framber Valdez looked good, picked up his second win of the year, seven and two-thirds inning. That's pretty good. Your starter gets to the eighth inning, only gave up one run, had a couple of walks, got his ERA under three. Presley back to the form and the way we like to see him over there. Alvarez and Yuli both went two for four. The Astros had six runs on seven hits. Very uh, efficient day for the Astros. Two for three, runners in scoring position, and three left on base. Then you go to Saturday. Yeah, they just they just got demolished. I mean, it was four to nothing. When it was four to two, I thought, okay, maybe the Astros have a chance. And it just all fell apart. Washington had 13 runs on 14 hits. And if you want to just jump to uh, Javier, he did, he, I think his ERA was under one, right? It was under one, yeah. and now it's 320. Gave up seven runs and didn't even get out of the fourth inning. It was probably one of the most disappointing and disheartening performances I've seen from the Astros in a long time. It's one of those games where just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It was the Murphy's Law game. And again, when you have an 11-game win streak, you have all this pressure to do something you've only done three times before in the history of the entire Astros franchise and win your 12th straight game to tie a franchise record, that pressure was probably a little too much for this team. And the Nationals, I think, took full advantage of it. And sometimes you're just due because you look at what the Astros have done during that win streak. It's not like they win games by the skin of their teeth. They hit walk-offs. No, they are actually winning and making it look dominant where they're getting six, eight run, eight nothing wins. They're only allowing one or two runs a game. Eventually, time's going to catch up with you and kind of steal a phrase from one of the guys I work with, Kevin Foote. He talks about it. The piper must be paid, and sometimes 
you got the Piper's going to be paid, and this is a prime example of what that was on Saturday. It was definitely the Piper getting paid. You were you were due to lose a game. It was very disheartening to see that happen, especially against a Nationals team that heading into the series only had eleven wins. Now they have twelve. Good for them to actually have twelve wins, but. And it's also just real wild to think about because, again, the Nationals just about three years ago won the World Series. And now they're like an afterthought in the MLB. It's a lot like the Miami Marlins back in the early 2000s, the way that franchise just is like falling apart very quickly. Juan Soto's the only guy out there that people really know and has made a really big impact for that team. And this was a moment in time where it's like, what happened with this Astros team? And how are they going to bounce back? Thank goodness you've got somebody like Justin Verlander to kind of right the ship. I was concerned to see what Christian Javier's performance, because that was a question I was wondering how he was going to do against the Nationals. And he underwhelmed. He said it it best. He had an ERA of about one. How can you allow that kind of stuff to happen? I was very surprised by that. Yeah, the bullpen didn't do us any favors either. Maton gave up two runs. Taylor gave up four runs. Our 11-game streak was snapped. And you touched on it a little bit there. It's not like we were beating, you know, we're winning slugfest games. It was pitching, great pitching, timely, timely scores. The Astros shut out their opponents in six of 13 games in these last 13 games where they're 12 and one. It's amazing. And so before today's game, the Astros made a little change. I think they picked him up a couple of days ago, but Mauricio Dubon, but they, oh, added, that was yet. Yeah, that was the trade. I think that was a trade they made yesterday. With, yeah. Uh, they made Pierce it yesterday, Steve. but they, they added him to the roster today and they got rid of Nico yeah. Goodrum. He was off option to triple a today, 23 strikeouts and 45 at bats yeah. or 45 plate appearances, five for 43. Pretty bad. I mean, we, we, we need somebody to give us some production off the bench. I think Diaz gave us a little bit today. But what do you think about picking that kid up from San Francisco? The fans from the Giants, they kind of seem upset. They really like the guy. Oh, I think they, they have every right to be upset. But when you're the Astros, again, going back to what I was saying about how much things were not like with Jeremy Pena, obviously it's day-to-day, but you need to make sure in case he's out potentially for the entire season, there's a chance that could happen. Or you have a situation where he's only out for 10 days or maybe – like the best case scenario, like I mentioned, 60 days, you need to have somebody. And I think what you said, Nico just did not do anything like that made you st- stood out to you. You want to get up a really good piece of Michael Papierski, a former LSU Tiger. I would have loved to see him get the call up to the show, but just didn't work out. And I think this is a great opportunity for somebody else to kind of take over that spot in the interim, because I thought that they needed to do something to kind of fill that void because again, Jeremy Pena, a guy who I think was undoubtedly, if the season ended like Friday, he would have been AL Rookie of the Year bar none. I think this injury could hamper those attempts. I think if the odds go down a little bit further and he comes back, I'd say a little bit after the All-Star break, then I don't think he's going to get AL Rookie of the Year in that case. But I'm, I think this is a was a great decision to get him aboard. And more importantly, the second you got him on, it's Help that team a lot. And again, you look at the game on Saturday. I'll bring up good friend Kevin Foote again because he has a theory. And I think this theory is the best thing he's ever said. 
you can't score that many runs one game and expect it to happen again. Like if you have a double digit game, you're hitting double digit hits, double digit runs. It's going to come back to bite you on the backside, especially when you're going up against a rebirth. Like, I don't know how Justin Verlander at his age, after Tommy John, after Tommy John, they kept him sidelined for about two years is pitching like he is AL Cy Young worthy. It's an amazing story. He really is. They, they, uh, someone posted, they're doing these little things. I don't know if it's from Fox or ESPN, you know, top 10 players in each position. And I think they did top 20 starting pitchers and Verlander wasn't even on there. And that's just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But today five innings, amazing game, two hits and no runs, three walks and five strikeouts. But his pitch count was super high through 107 pitches in uh, five innings. But, you know, we win. And you said that, you know, the, the Nationals scored 14 runs or something like that. I just yeah, it, 13 it runs. And then they get shut out. And your boy, Martin Maldonado, they even spoke on him. He has more runs. He scored more runs than he has hits. And that's kind of amazing. They brought that up today. But he had a two-run homer. Yuli Gurriel back at it again. He had a solo homer. And uh, I was out of town. I just got home today. And when I was driving on the radio, I heard Maldonado's two-run homer. And then all the rest of the scoring happened when I got here. So that was pretty cool. Chaz had a two-run homer. Uh, Bregman walked with the bases loaded. Alvarez hit into a double play. But Altuve scored seven to nothing. And then Altuve added a solo home run in the ninth. Eight to zero. Uh, the Astros, eight runs on 11 hits. Verlander was lights out. Montero looked good. Stanek looked good. Abreu handled those two innings nicely. I thought maybe they shouldn't bring him out, but he, he did pretty good. And uh, what were your thoughts on today? Anything else than Verlander? Because it, it was Verlander day. In the, but luckily, he only pitched five innings, but luckily the, the bullpen held up. Yeah, and that's kind of been the biggest issue that I've noticed over the years when watching Astros baseball, especially during this, like, let's just call it the golden age of Astros baseball, going back to, I'd say, 2014, 2015, whatever, you started to get back into the postseason after all those years of 100 loss seasons. Once you were able to start turning the corner, that was the biggest thing holding them back was a bullpen, like a consistent bullpen. And we started to see that get a little bit better. You brought up Montero. It was a team effort between Montero, Stanek, and Brian Abreu. And the fact you have a shutout performance, even with Justin Verlander, like you said, having a high like pitch count, only five strikeouts, only pitching five innings. But seeing him get a heavy workload was a little bit refreshing because, again, you don't see that nearly as much nowadays in the MLB. But, again, once you get to 100, usually you're getting pulled. Yeah. And then the entire team just – it was starting to kind of come together. You brought up Altuve. He looks great. He's Again, we talk about Altuve. He's been the guy that's been the glue of this team going back to the early beginnings of this golden age of Astros baseball we're in. Two of five, really good stuff from him. Alex Bregman continuing to kind of, he's a little bit of a slump right now, 0 of three. And he had, I believe last night, he had like a three strikeout night, which hadn't happened since very early on in his career. And we're starting to see guys like Yuli Gurriel step up when Jordan Alvarez and his bat aren't necessarily as on 
as they've been in the past. Chaz McCormick, another guy that's been just a little more, I'll say, inconsistent, but can still kind of get things done and, more importantly, get runs across. And Martin Maldonado, I talk about the catchers. They've, like, the catching staff hasn't necessarily done all that much, but Maldonado, that was refreshing to see, and hopefully it's a step in the right direction. We just need to start seeing, especially as you head into a big series against the Boston Red Sox on Tuesday. You No, excuse me, tomorrow night, the, yeah. starting the three-game set. I just think this is going to be a huge series where the offense has to step up because it's one thing to have a really good rotation, and they do have a really good rotation. It's just you can't rely on that 100% of the time. Yeah, if you look at the pitching matchups uh, with Boston, we got Oda Rizzi taking on Whitlock, who has a 2.19 ERA. Evaldi pitches for the Tuesday. He has a 3.15 ERA. And Pavetta has a 5.08 ERA. So that's not as good. He's one and four. But we got Oda Rizzi, Urquidy, Garcia. They skipped Oda Rizzi. They skipped one of his days. And he's got a longer rest. Hopefully that doesn't affect him. But he's got his ERA to 338. He's won his last three games in a row. But let me tell you this, buddy. I just want to, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see that the Reds? Yes. Threw a combined no hitter. The starting pitcher got into the seventh inning, walked a couple of guys. They brought in another guy who walked a guy, and then it was like a force out or something, a, uh, a fielder's choice. And the Pirates came in to score, and they they throw a no-hitter, and the Reds lose one to zero. First time, I believe they said, since it was either 2018 or 2008 that happened. I was blown away when I saw that pop up on my my phone. I was like, wait a minute, is this real life? (laughs) The Reds are literally the bad news bears of baseball right now, and it's amazing to watch every single time. They just find new ways to lose. I've never seen something like that in my life and honestly i don't think i'll ever see that again yeah so we did i didn't touch on this but dubon he actually got in today they took out uh bregman at the end of the game and he uh looked pretty good there on that double play partnered up with uh, altuve with the double play he got him at that lined out the third so at least they got him in today uh do you have any word on uh, the severity of the injury for Jeremy Pena do they say anything I don't honestly but again they're kind of keeping it mum but I was talking with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 yesterday on my show and he mentioned the fact that you make the trade for Mauricio Dubon that was kind of showing your hand that this is probably going to be an IL situation how long the IL is that's anybody's guess I wouldn't be surprised if we see him again i mentioned it earlier be out for best case scenario 60 days and then we kind of figure out what's going to happen and that'll probably get you to the all-star break hmm. that would be horrible it would be it, such a blow to this team is he has been like he's kind of softened the blow of this astros team losing out on carlos correa because like we all know correa without a doubt is going to be going down as one of the best astros to ever lace up a pair of cleats this was a huge blow. It, it, it sucked to let him go, but again, money plays a huge issue into all this. The Astros don't necessarily give out huge paychecks to guys that are a little bit more on the older side, and more importantly, Gray had been dealing with a lot of the injury bug over the last few years of his career, and he 
doesn't he's not part of the twin series, which I found kind of ironic. Yeah. And then you fast forward, Jeremy Pena, he absolutely was on a tear. AL rookie of the year esque numbers to where you were like, okay, I want to see what he does. I want to see him keep going. And then he take hits a doubles, hits slides into second base and starts touching that knee. It's like the second you saw that, it's like, yep, this isn't gonna be good. And again, we, we probably won't know anything because Dusty Baker and the Astros kind of keep things a little bit more close to the vest. Hopefully we find out something maybe in the next week or so. We find out officially whether or not he's going to be on the IL or not. They're saying it's soaring as day-to-day, but the trade for Dubon kind of tells me there's something more to it. Yeah. Discomfort and the Astros is not a good, not a good pair. Yeah. It never works out good for us. So the Astros are 23 and 12, nine and one in the last 10. And one, I don't really remember how far ago this was. It might've been when they were 500 or maybe one game, but they had a negative run differential and they've got that up to 40. That's pretty impressive. And again, it speaks to what this pitching staff has done. Cause it's not like this pitching staff is full of, you know, it's not just in Verlander and the pips, basically. It's a lot. You've got a lot of talent all the way across. Fernando Valdez, who had performed really well in 2021 and during that COVID-shortened season, he helped kind of fill that gap. And with Justin Verlander having the career renaissance he's having, you're starting to see this team have more like quality outings, guys going long versus having to rely on a bullpen that's been on shaky ground. There's been moments where this team has been performing extremely well. But next thing you know, it just all falls apart because of that, you know, pitching staff, just the bullpen just falling apart. Now, they're getting better this year versus some of the other teams I've seen in the league. But I think this was a interesting step in the right direction for the Astros during this win streak is seeing the pitching staff do their job. All right, two things I want to touch on before we end this show. Boston is 13 and 20. I think they're losing five to one. The last time I looked to Texas right now. And they're four, seven, nine, one. seven to one. They're four, nine at home. So they're not playing very well at home at all. And hopefully that's a good thing for the Astros. If you look at it, hopefully the rest doesn't hurt Oda Rizzi or Keedy. You never, I mean, he's two and one, but he has the highest ERA of all the starters. So you never know what's going to happen there. And then Garcia, I always feel pretty good about him. You know, there was a video showing a little kid mimicking him, and that was really cool. But another thing I just wanted to ask you about or get your opinion on it, the last time he pitched, you have, you know, these guys from New York and Boston, probably John Boy, you know, talking about, look how much time he's wasting. And he showed a video of some guy a side-by-side video of, of the guy running from second to home and the time it takes him to throw the pitch. And it's just, you know, haters going to hate. They were stupid Oscar the Grouch behind home plate today. And, and he left once the Astros started scoring, he left. So, you know, get your attention. But anyway, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this. The, you know, they're not playing good at home. The Astros are hot. We'll see what happens. No, I think they absolutely have a really good shot of continuing this win streak. This is kind of like a revenge week for this Astros franchise this week. You just wrapped up the series against the Washington Nationals, taking two out of three after they 
kind of crushed your face in in the national in the World Series back in 2019, and then you're now you're dealing with the Red Sox, who are all probably want to get a measure of revenge after the way you ha- you handled them this past season and the last few times they've been in the ALCS. They want to they want to crush our faces in. They want to kind of get back into it and and bust mm-hmm. that slump. But again, your Astros, your 12 and 13, 12 your last 13, you're playing a very mediocre Red Sox franchise. And it's great. It's crazy to see how quickly that team's falling apart in a AL East. It's going to be, I think, very competitive, but I think they will absolutely steamroll them. And I think it's just, you have to have everybody start putting it together. Again, it's a little bit of a different lineup. How's Mauricio going to do? Is he going to be part of the starting nine tomorrow? Is he going to kind of, where's he going to fit in this team? Is it going to be an immediate impact? What's going on with Jeremy Pena? And how the rest of the pitching staff works. I think that's the pitching staff is obviously going to be the big key here. It's been the big key of this team's winning streak. How many runs? If they allow one or two runs, things are going to go well. And if the Astros score first, unless Brian McTaggart brings it up on Twitter, I think they'll wind up winning pretty handily in this series. Just don't don't score too many. Like I said, sometimes if you score too many, it's going to wind up biting you in the backside. Yeah. All right, Clint, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you about the Astros and, uh, and always enjoyed coming on your show there and the uh, on the game. That's always fun, too. Oh, it's always fun to talk to you, man. We'll talk to you down the road, brother. It's just a great time talking Astros, especially after winning 12 of your last 13 and taking two out of three against the Nats. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. How do I stop recording? Oh, there it is. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.